All right, guys, welcome back to episode 11 of Barnick's Blazing Hot Podcast. I'm your host, Barnick, and today uh, we're going to have a lot of NFL action to talk about and a couple other topics. Just want to let you guys know that uh, there are going to be some uh, ads periodically on this podcast now because I will be getting paid for them, which is awesome. So um, also, I would like you guys to go on and check out um, Barnick's Blazing Podcast on Instagram um, I want you guys to enter the giveaway, which I discussed in episode nine, so that you guys are able to get some free stuff if you um, do what I'm asking for the giveaway. All right, so starting off, I'm just going to go through the scores and just kind of give a brief overview of um, the playoff outlook or what was specific about this game that stood out. And then at the end, I'm going to go through the playoff outlook. Alright, so the first game was the Jaguars beating the Titans 20-16. The Jags did not play well at all. Trevor Lawrence was out of sync pretty much all night, but they did enough to win, and this will give them an opportunity at the playoffs. Um, I think this is great for them because they have a team that could potentially cause a first-round upset, and I just think that they have a lot of young guys that could benefit from this experience. Next up was the Bills beating the Patriots 35-23. to the Bills um, locked down a neutral field if they would play in the AFC Championship against the Chiefs, which is huge for them. And the Patriots were eliminated from playoff contention. Um, if it wasn't for a Mac Jones interception late in the game, this would have been a one-score game and could have potentially turned the other way. Um, this is one of those things where for the Patriots and their future, they need to look for more weapons around Mac Jones, but... Um, this was a solid outing from him because it was very, very close throughout. But like I said, they didn't have the horses in the stable to be able to run with the Bills. So the team that benefited from the Patriots' loss was the Dolphins. They beat the Jets 11-6. to um, Listen, the Dolphins, I know Tua is not anything crazy, but if they have any shot at knocking off any teams in the playoffs it is going to have to be Tua starting at quarterback for them. So we'll definitely see what happens there. As far as the Jets go, they've only had a total of 12 points the last two weeks, and we can just tell that none of the quarterbacks they have are serious contenders to be starters, the starter next year. Um, look for them to you know, try and pry a quarterback in a trade or in the free agency market. Um, Some of the headlining quarterbacks are Lamar Jackson, Jimmy Garoppolo, Derek Carr, and even Davis Mills. Alrighty, next up was the Bengals beating the Ravens 27-16. This really didn't do much for either team. Um, Actually, I take that back. I don't know exactly what this did for each team. I will... Um, check off in the playoff outlook what could have happened, which it doesn't really matter at this point. But these two teams will meet up next week in the first round of the wild card. Next up is the 49ers 38, Cardinals 13. I believe this solidified the 49ers as the number two overall seed in the NFC. Um, this is good for them because they will be facing the Seattle Seahawks. Next up, we have the Commanders 26, Dallas 6. Listen, this was a horrible game by Dallas. Um, For them to only put up six points against the Commanders, um, really, really sad. And they still had a lot to play for because Philly could have lost, and it was somewhat of a close game until the end. Um, 
Dak Prescott threw another bad interception, and the pass right before he threw the interception was really bad too. If I was a Dallas fan, I would be worried about Dak Prescott going into the playoffs. As far as the Commanders go, they're a team that really needs to rebuild their offensive line, and if they don't feel that any of their quarterbacks are the future, which I would think that they don't at this point, um, keep one or two of them as backups, and they need to look uh, just like the Jets are at some of the quarterbacks that could be available in the offseason. All right, so the Seahawks beat the Rams 19-16. to uh, this was a close game throughout, and the Seahawks blew it when they missed a field goal in the fourth quarter, but got lucky in overtime and scored a field goal to win. So the Seahawks will be going to the playoffs because the Lions beat the Packers, which I will get to next, and they will have a date with the 49ers in the first round. Um, I think for the 49ers, they're glad that they're going to see the Seahawks just because they know that um, the Packers and the Lions had too much or a lot more upside than what the Seahawks do, and they also know them a lot better because they're interdivisional rivals. So that takes us to the next game that allowed this to happen. The Lions beat the Packers 20-12. to um, The Packers were getting ready to go on a drive, and Aaron Rodgers threw an interception, which basically um, forfeited their season here at the end. I don't know, but this could be the last that we see Aaron Rodgers in a Packers uniform. Um, Jordan Love came in against Philadelphia and looked pretty good. And I just think that with all the turmoil that's been going on and the friction in the organization between um, Aaron Rodgers and the coach, that this could be the last time he's in a Green Bay uniform. The Lions, on the other hand, um, I've said it before, the Lions are a tough team if you know there was one game in that one and six stretch or two and six stretch where they could have won. Um, they would be in the playoffs and be pretty dangerous, but look for them next year to fix up some of the issues they have on defense and even their offensive line. And I think that they're going to have a very legitimate shot at not just the playoffs, but securing the NFC North. All right. And finally was the biggest game for the NFC. This had a lot of um, moving parts, depending on a win or loss, the Eagles beat the Giants 22-16. to um, Jalen Hurts came back, and you could clearly tell that there was a difference in um, just the game plan and how you know he was able to lead that offense. Now, the Eagles didn't play particularly well. Um, Jalen Hurts, you could tell, was you know playing a little bit, how would I put it, a little bit timid this game because... They knew that it meant a lot, but it also didn't mean that much that Jalen Hurts should go running and um, do things that he could get hurt. So there were a couple plays that were uncharacteristic of him, um, giving himself up early and, and doing things of that nature. But this allowed him to kind of get in the rhythm for um, after the bye week when they're able to go in and play you know, whatever team they're going to be matched up against. And I just think that the Eagles are going to be a tough out. They're going to have Lane Johnson back and they're going to be almost at full strength. And just with the depth that they have and the defensive line they have put together, they're going to be a very, very tough out in the playoffs. Um, it's just one of those things where a lot of people were um, like, oh man, Philly's not looking so good. Well, listen, we have a backup quarterback who... 
he's in a system that doesn't really cater to what he does and you know the game plan wasn't right and he was just kind of getting in the rhythm so I think a lot of people overreacted and Philadelphia is going to be just fine so um, fly Eagles fly Okay, so before I talk about the first round of the playoffs and then I go into my my prediction playoff bracket, um, if anybody wants to do one of those, you know, fill in the playoff brackets and predict the winner, and we kind of do like, you know, let's just say everyone pays in 10 bucks. So half of it goes to whoever has the most right picks, and then the other half goes to... Um, you know, the person who picked the correct winner. And then like, if there were more people that had it, then you just kind of do the tiebreaker on who had the most picks. So if you guys want to do something like that, let me know. But all right, kicking off the wild card games at 430 on Saturday, we have Seattle at San Francisco. I expect this to kind of be like the game today. It'll be close throughout the first half, but I don't think Seattle is going to be able to do much to move the ball against San Francisco. Um, as long as Brock Purdy doesn't get the jitters and um, starts playing, you know, panicked and paranoid because this is his first um, playoff start, I think they'll be completely fine. I'm going to take San Francisco in this one. Saturday night game. We have a rematch of earlier this year. It is the Chargers at Jacksonville. The Chargers are good, but I don't trust their head coach. And I just don't think that he's going to be able to, you know, keep his team from, you know, the outside noise and just have them on the on the tracks ready to go. I think that Doug Peterson, Super Bowl winning coach, has a lot of playoff experience, is a well-respected head coach around the league. He's going to have Trevor Lawrence ready to go. Um, nothing against Justin Herbert. He's a great quarterback. But Trevor Lawrence has played in some big moments. And I think this will be a close one until the end, but I'm going to take Jacksonville here. Um, I know it isn't really an upset because they're the four seed and uh, the Chargers are the five seed, but I think people are expecting the Chargers to win. I'm going to take Jacksonville all the way here. Um, I trust Doug Peterson, and I trust the experience of Trevor Lawrence. All right, on to the Sunday games. We have Miami at Buffalo. Um Listen, I know everyone's going to hate me for this one. Colby, I know you're going to hate me, buddy, but I'm going to take Miami in this game. If two is playing, if two is playing, if he's not playing, then um, it's different. So my even my predictions for the bracket would change depending on if he's okay or not. But I think that with all the games being close this year between them, I think that Miami's going to come out and they're going to shock Buffalo in Buffalo um, I think it's one of those seasons where everyone's thinking, oh, Buffalo is going to go to the Super Bowl, and they're just a letdown at this point. Um, it's a tough one to call between those two. It's an interdivision rival, and you know they're meeting up in the playoffs. But for some reason, I'm just going to go with my gut, and that is Miami. All right, so the 4:30 game is the Giants at Minnesota. I'm going to take Minnesota in this game, although I don't trust them. Um, very much. I think that Justin Jefferson will be the biggest difference maker in this game. And if they can stop Saquon, which um, other than that is, you know, the only offense they really have to um, put up a lot of points. 
I think Minnesota escapes this one kind of like their matchup earlier in the year by like three points. Next up is Baltimore at Cincinnati. I don't care if Lamar Jackson's playing or not. Cincinnati's going to win this one. They have playoff experience. They have the better team. Um, I think they're going to start off well and, and rolling against this Baltimore team. All right, and then we go to the Monday night game, which is Dallas at Tampa Bay. This is a rematch of week one. Uh, I believe Tampa Bay won that. Actually, yeah, Tampa Bay did win that. I'm going to take Dallas in this game just because I don't trust Tampa Bay at all. Yeah, they can beat crappy teams like the Panthers and um, you know some of those other teams that aren't good at all, but I don't think that they're going to be able to beat Dallas. Um, I think that Dallas is going to come in looking to prove something, and if everything goes according to what I said here, they'll be facing Philadelphia, and I think that that's going to be huge. Um, that's just what I think. I I know people hate to bet against Tom Brady, but this is different because it's not like you know Tom Brady has a really good team and he's going up against a, another really good team that you're like, oh yeah, the Tampa Bay team this year has just been such a letdown and you can see all the issues that they have. Um I just don't think that they have enough firepower on offense to be able to keep up with them. So that's my first round first round picks. Now going off of that, you would have Kansas City, the one seed, versus Miami, who would have knocked off Buffalo. And like I said, if I find out the two is not playing, I'm gonna change this whole bracket or if some other big injury comes out. So Kansas City versus Miami, I have Kansas City winning that game. And then you have Cincinnati versus Jacksonville. I will take Cincinnati in that game. AFC Championship would be Kansas City versus Cincinnati. I have Cincinnati beating Kansas City for the second time this year, and they would go on to the Super Bowl. Now, on the NFC side, I have Philadelphia playing the lowest remaining seed, which is Dallas. And I have Minnesota playing San Francisco. Uh, the outcome for me would be Philadelphia versus San Francisco. And in a close game, I believe Philadelphia wins this. So we would have a Philadelphia-Cincinnati projected Super Bowl, in my opinion, and what I feel is going to happen. Um, and I think that no matter how this turns out, it's going to be the same outcome. Um I think that Philadelphia gets to the Super Bowl because their pass rush is too much for San Francisco, although San Francisco has a great team, and they are able to get in the head of Brock Purdy and cause him to make some mistakes. Um, in the Super Bowl, listen, Joe Burrow is great, their team is great, and they're going up against a Philadelphia team that um, is just stacked from top to bottom. I think that the biggest difference in this game is the pass rush for the Eagles. I think that is what is going to take them through the playoffs. Unlike the year they won the Super Bowl, they have a very good secondary. Um, and I just think the difference will be that pass rush and Jalen Hurts on offense being able to run. I'm going to take Philadelphia in a slow or in a close game to win the Super Bowl. Um, so that's my prediction. The only thing I would switch up is Buffalo and Miami, depending on if 
Tua plays. But other than that, everything else I said is what I think is going to happen. Um, I think Philadelphia, and I want to highlight the Philadelphia-Dallas potential game. I think that Dallas is going to come in, and I think Philly's going to smoke them. I think that Dallas is absolutely going to get smoked. Um, they're riding high off that last win against Gardner Minshew, and Jalen Hurts just goes in there, and they run it down their throats. Okay, so the next thing up I want to talk about is fantasy football this year. So listen, I know that we had this weird circumstance in the championship round where you know, you had Cincinnati and Buffalo that canceled their game and it didn't matter. So in my fantasy league, there was like a 24 to 26 point difference right in that range. Um, the one guy in my league had the Buffalo Bills defense. The other guy in my league who was down by that many points had Stephon Diggs. And what we base, what I basically said is after trying to figure out what was going on and, and what to do, I came to the conclusion that first off, fantasy said the winner is decided even though this game's canceled, like there's nothing else to do. So I gave them the option to say, you play the Bills defense and you play Stephon Diggs this week and then we will see, based on that, we'll input it with your your score from last week to see who wins. Well, nobody wanted to do that. Well, the one kid who was down wanted to split and it was split or nothing. And I came to the conclusion that after nobody could come together and, and do anything, I said, listen... The kid who was ahead, who it says he won on the fantasy app, is going to get the winnings. I said, that's the best I can do at this point unless you guys want to go through and do what I said as far as um, see what scores they got this week and then just add them. So Stephon Diggs had seven receptions, 104 yards, and a touchdown. So he would have had 23 points. And... The Buffalo defense would have had, I'm assuming, like maybe two or three points. So either way, he wouldn't have won this week even if we did that method. And the guy's pissed at me, and I get it, but what would you like me to do as a league manager? I mean, should I go with my gut and say, okay, you probably weren't going to win. Maybe you would have but probably not, and we're just going to split it, and then both people are pissed at me, or I pick the decision that I think is best for the situation. So if you guys are league managers, like let me know what you did, but that just pisses me off because now it puts me in a weird situation, and I hate when people are mad at me. All right, so the next thing is Donovan Mitchell uh, dropped 71 points the other night, and he was drug tested the next morning. And there were people that were complaining that he was drug tested. Um, from what I've been hearing, it was just a routine drug test. And they were basically saying that, um, why isn't Luca getting drug tested the day after he drops that many points? Well, what I'll say is, personally, um, Donovan Mitchell has not dropped close to 70 points this year. And Luka Doncic has done it a bunch of times. So... I don't know why people are like, oh, like, you know, they should 
drug test Luca or why didn't they when he's been doing it all year and the other guy hasn't. But getting back to the main point is if it was routine, then everyone just needs to relax and like not always think that race has something to do with it because that seems like the biggest culprit nowadays. Uh, next up in the news, there was a pigeon in British Columbia that was found wearing a meth backpack and transporting it to a prison. Um, I think this was three days ago. That's just crazy that you're in prison and you're whoever trained a pigeon to take meth in and out of that prison to, to get it in there. That's just crazy to me. Um, the fact that there's this elaborate of a plan with an animal and it, it actually works. Okay. So maybe you guys will hate me for this one, but this is a do not recommend. So I saw this movie with my buddy and it was called Dune in the movie theaters a couple months ago. This may have been, excuse me, (coughs) the worst and most boring movie that I've ever seen in my life. It is literally just this this kid who were kind of like watching his life, like what's happening. And they're in the middle of a desert. And that's pretty much how the whole movie goes. And it's like, there's no action and there's nothing going on. And I get it. People have said, oh, well, the book's a lot better and it explains and it's going to get better. But if you want to have a successful movie explain better what is going on and make it a little more interesting than what you do. Because I think a vast majority of the people who have never read the books are like, what in the world is going on with this movie? And they just didn't care for it. So if you guys have seen Dune and, you know, let me know what your, your thoughts are on it. I mean, mine was just, wow, this is really boring. It kind of reminded me of, Uh, What was the second, not The Force Awakens, but whatever the episode eight would have been for Star Wars, that may have been one of the most boring movies I've ever seen. And it was really, really comparable to this one. So like I said, I gave it about like a three just because it's like, okay, there was a little bit of action and stuff, but it was nothing that was like, wow, it's keeping me on the edge of my seat. To be honest, I think I went to the bathroom for 10 minutes just so I didn't have to watch the movie and I could look on my phone. So, um, like I said, let me know what you guys think. All right, so next up is a product review. It is the ATS 1060 Yamaha um, soundbar for a TV. So, I actually picked this up at a flea market off this guy who gets a ton of electronic stuff. And we kind of facilitated a trade for it. So, I hooked it up. I have it hooked up to my TV and my phone. Let me tell you, that thing is awesome. And you can find them for, I don't know, like between 50 and 80 bucks. I think brand new or even just open box. If you guys wanted a good soundbar that's not going to break the bank, this is definitely really good. Um, it mounts up on the wall. It has a bunch of different capabilities. Um you can change like the bass, you can change obviously the volume and um, if it's around sound, just there's a lot to do with it. And it's just one of those where it's like, you know, if you're looking to find something that's good quality for a good price, this is it. I use it about every night. And I used to have this old Bose 301 Series 3 plug-in 
um, speakers in my room with a, the, the center console or whatever you would call it. And it gets just as loud as that. So if you're looking for something all around to listen to music, listen to the television, this is definitely it. So I would recommend it. And if any of you guys need to know the exact product, because I don't know if 1060 is the actual model. I just know that's what comes up when I look on Bluetooth. Let me know and I can definitely send you information about it. So if you guys um, ever eat at Arby's, you know that between 2 and 5 o'clock, there is a like special value meal that comes into effect where you can get a bunch of different items for between like a dollar and a dollar fifty that would usually be substantially more in that case, just between um, you know, the two, three, four more dollar range during regular hours. So I went in the other day and I asked about it because I didn't see it on the board and they took it away. And you know, that's just one of those things where it's like, you know, your prices were already pretty expensive compared to other competitors and you get rid of the value menu when other establishments and other um, fast food restaurants have them already or already have them in place from before. So one of my biggest complaints is, is like, okay, so you want me to go eat there, but I get two of your smallest menu items and it comes out to $4 when I could go over to Burger King and get one of their bigger menu items for like five fifty. dollars So um, let me know what you guys think about this if you go there, but this is definitely something that's turning me off from Arby's. I mean, I love it and I think it's, you know, decent food compared to other fast food restaurants, but if I have to pay more out of pocket for less, then I'm definitely not going to go with them anymore. All right, so the last thing is um, just driving in general. I mean, the other the other night I had gotten off work and I was driving back home. And I was in a higher up truck. And I'm going on this road that's 25 miles an hour. And there's like a CRV type of SUV coming towards me. And I see this blur. I see a second blur that's closer to me. And then I see a third blur, which turns out to be a car. All three of them were some sort of sports car. And he had probably six inches that he was working with because they all passed the CRV on this 25 mile an hour. They all had their lights off and it was pitch black at like seven o'clock at night. And this guy almost hit me and then flashed his hazard on at the last second. Listen, I don't care if you're passing people on a 25. Like, okay, it's illegal, but I, I don't really care. But if you have your lights off and you put me in danger, if those guys weren't already going like 60 or 80 miles an hour, I probably would have turned around. I mean, that's just one of those things where like people just need to relax. Like, you know sitting in intersections because they can't see and they're pulling out more and more to try and go on a red light or to, you know, go fast out of a stop sign. I mean, I see it all the time that people come right past the stop sign and say, oh, well, I can get out in front of this car if I run the stop sign and don't care about anything else. So I know I said it before on the podcast, but people just need to relax. Like tailgating is a big one too. high beams. Like Nobody has any consideration for anybody else anymore and even the rules. And it puts other people in a, a tricky situation. So if you're one of those drivers, like, man, you guys just need help. And the biggest issue is not having sufficient 
rules in place or at least time frames to have people train on motor vehicles. I mean, if parents can't drive themselves, they're going to teach their kids to do the exact same thing. And it's funny because I believe it was in Columbia, PA, which is right above Lancaster, um, that there was a guy who actually went to prison and got and lost his job and got fined quite a bit of money because he was taking payments from drivers that were going through to take their test. So he would pass them and not have them do anything to actually like take an exam, whether they would pass or fail. So that's just the world we live in. And like, if you people drive around the area, please be careful because nobody else is being a defensive driver anymore. And you really need to, to be that way to make sure that you're safe. So that's going to wrap up this episode. Um, I'm probably going to have one out, what's today, Monday? No, today's Sunday. I'll probably try and get one out um, Thursday or Friday, just kind of give any quick updates about the NFL, but that's only going to be like a minute or two, and then I'm just going to go straight into other more relevant topics that um, don't associate with sports as much, and then um, we'll definitely do the playoff outlook after those games are done and kind of recap them. So like I said, go back through episode nine, listen to the giveaway rules, and we're going to try and get that through. And also thank you for sitting through these ads, but I am getting paid for them. So it's awesome. Um, I really appreciate every listener.